is the official watch of the NBA. Everybody who listens to this podcast knows how I feel about aggregation. I'm oddly intrigued by neck tattoos. You know, we love China. We love you know, playing there. It comes a dunk. Shut up and listen. You think you're better than me? Bye. All right, moving on. We are uh, at the fashion show here backstage. And Tangerine and the crew uh, break the hard news to Dodger. Uh, his his precious freaks, uh, the Garbage Pal kids, are now prisoners at the state home for the ugly. Uh, Dodger tells Tangerine, you double-crossed me. Why don't you just whistle for your little freaks, creep? Huh? You double-crossed them. No, you did. I just gave Juice the key. I just gave Juice the key. Ugh. Yeah, and um, I mean, this Crushing. is heartbreaking, but it is kind of like, you know, you reap what you sow, and, um, you know, now now Dodger is just kind of eating it. Yeah, he um, sure is, man. That look of shock and horror on his face when Tangerine says, you did, I just gave Juice the key. Yeah. That is the yeah. moment where you, you like, I feel it's like his childhood officially the, ended. Yeah, it's the holding the mirror up to reality and saying, you know, you are the monster here. You are the true villain here. Yeah. And Juice and his gang, uh, or Juice's gang, takes Dodger and fittingly puts him in the dumpster where he belongs. <laughs> um, he brought this upon himself. He is no better than the trash. <laughs> and he has been humbled. He's learned a hard lesson here. And... um. I do think it is the best place for him to be. He is the true garbage uh, pail kid. Yeah. Yeah, in the trash. And, you know, it's it's a hard, difficult, but necessary lesson that, like, you are not better than the trash. Yeah. You are the trash. You can fact. dress up in as sparkly a jacket and bow tie um, over a, uh, a white tank top as you want, but it does not change the fact that truly you're, yeah. you're don't the place you ever forget where you came from don't you ever forget dumpster. who made you who you are um you 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 come from trash and you will always be trash and that is where you will go back to uh which is uh, a dumpster yeah. filled put, with trash put him in a cell throw away the key <laughs> right so dodger meets up with manzini at the state home um, yeah this is manzini. when manzini gets escorted out of the yeah. out of the home yeah 
And Manzini worries that it's too late. It's, maybe it's too late to, to spring uh, the children free. And uh, Dodger has this idea. He goes to the bar. He calls on his army, his legion of bikers. Yeah, I just to... love how, like, sorry to cut in, but Manzini is just such a fucking zero. Like, what a completely worthless human being. You know, uh, Man- Man- Manzini and Dodger, you know, reunite outside the state home, and Manzini says, I think they've got the children. Like, no shit. And then uh, he says, uh, you know, I guess um, Dodger, you know, suggests, like, saving them. And Manzini just goes... I think we might be too late. Yeah, and, and Ben, he makes that same crushing hand motion that guard number one makes. Did he once work there? Is this just some kind of Ooh. urban legend that everyone seems to know about? Like, Whoa. if he knows that people at the State Home for the Ugly are being compacted, like, by a physical oh, yeah. compactor. Because like, he looks over and he sees the, 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 the big garbage truck. truck. Driving yeah. away, and yep. he's like, "Oh, I know what that means. That's where they put the children. That's where the children go to get compacted." Yeah, yeah. So he's completely aware, and also it's a little dark that this movie is just like, it, it's not like it, you know. I guess they don't come right out and say it, but they imply it very clearly. Like, yeah, a whole bunch of children just got murdered in a trash compactor. Um, yes, yeah, like that's just like part of the that is now canon. <laughs> So that while all, all this those is other garbage pail kid characters uh, that we like are dead, They're yeah. All dead. While all this is happening, Tangerine is at her fashion show. Things are going swimmingly for her, of course. <laughs> um, you know, can we talk about the on... title? The title of her fashion show tonight. McBundy's department store is delighted to welcome you to the debut of a truly remarkable young design star, iconoclastic, rebellious, original. Her clothes will make us think. Tangerines, clothes to wear when one simply doesn't know what to wear to occasions in which it doesn't matter what one wears. Tangerines, clothes to wear when, when one simply doesn't know what to wear to occasions in which it doesn't matter what one wears. <laughs> I remember hearing that. I was like, is that a compliment? Is, that, is the idea that that's good? <laughs> pretty, pretty incredible. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love the way they introduced that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, but things are going swimmingly for her. She, um, you know, is standing on the shoulders of giants mm-hmm. uh, or tiny giants. And, um, and also, she comes out and, and introduces her line uh, by saying, tonight I would like to show you a totally new concept in youthful fashions. They're a little flashy, a little trashy, but fun. With like a wink wink. Yeah. And I'm thinking mm. like, sign me up. I That is music to my ears. Yeah. And it's just so stomach turning because you know that like she is just making millions upon millions on this this trash concept that you know she finds repugnant absolutely repugnant oh yeah yeah. and not only is she not making the clothes but she didn't even come up with the concept you're right and not only did she not come up with concept she truthfully finds it abhorrent yeah you know this is like what the artist what we talked about yeah this is what we talked about ghost like this is a woman who is not interested has no taste she has utter. She has no taste whatsoever. She is interested in the pursuit of fame, not in the pursuit of greatness. Yeah. And all she knows is that people want to buy these trashy-looking clothes, so that's what she's going to make. She doesn't. She, she, she finds them probably very abhorrent, right? She's not a visionary. She's not a craftswoman. She is. This is a sheep. A trash woman. That's right. <laughs> 
That's right. That's right, Ghost. So anyways, Dodger goes to the bar, um, and he calls on his legion of bikers to help him free the garbage pail kids. Guys, I need your help right now. Really, I need your help. The little guys are in trouble. Rally, they answer to the call. Um, these are bikers that love these little children. And yeah, all he has to say is, I need your help. The little guys are in trouble. And immediately right. the entire bar mobilizes, yeah. empties out. File out. Everyone plastered, hops on their bikes, gets <laughs> on their hogs. Yep. And Manzini somehow sneaks into the state home. It wasn't clear to me how he got in there, no. but all of a sudden he's in there. And he's hiding behind some boxes. He eludes the security guard, and then he locates the imprisoned children. Sorry, real quick, um, right before that, there's an establishing shot uh, back inside the state home at 120.08.09. And we see if uh, it's a a wider shot of all the cages. So there's a couple Mm. um, cages that we we see that we had not seen before. Um, And from, let's see, hang on, 115. Dracula Castle organ music plays. Yeah. Um, so I don't know exactly how I did this. I must have like, zoomed in. Um, but, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So above the cages that say too hairy and too pale, uh, we see uh, two new signs. Uh, one of We don't see the full cage. We don't see who's in the cages. But we see the signs. One of them says too short. And the other one says too dark. <laughs> Wait, no way. Yeah, dude. Yes. Yeah. How did I miss that one? Do we ever it's see? It's very faint. It's very yeah. faint. That one's... It's the top right corner ghost. Yeah. I see that yeah, now. I can, but... I can confirm. I have too scary and 1,000% that says too D-A-R-K. Yeah, too so dark. Too sh- I think too short's the one next to it, which I think maybe we see on the escape scene. Is that possible, Ben? Maybe. Wait, now I'm trying to find yeah, let's the exact that. time code um, where we see. Because there's two. Then so I two, have 12012. 12012. Let's see here. Yeah, 12012 is the, is the big. The yeah, full it's shot. the big shot. Oh, yeah. So if you scroll back to 115. Sorry. Where you see a close-up of the sign is actually at, um, or a, a closer shot. So, oh, wait. Yeah, 115. Oh, okay, you know what it is. <laughs> I don't know if you're using QuickTime Player, but if you're in QuickTime Player, you know how it has a little like bar on the top um, when your mouse cursor is over the, the player? Yeah. Um, so go to 115.15. Um right before it cuts from the inside of the state home oh, yeah. back to the shop and then take your mouse off so you see the full thing and in the top right corner you clearly yep. see the word dark on one Absolutely. of the signs I don't think we hey, ever see on, that on, prisoner no we don't I definitely scanned through very closely to see if we could get a uh, shot of that but they don't show the uh, wait 115 115 15 yeah oh yeah that's the word dark yeah it's very clear <laughs> So yeah. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a that's a yikes for me. Uh, yeah, yikes. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, that just 1987, whole, folks. That just changed this whole movie for me. <laughs> yeah. I will say though, too silly that clown. He is acting a little too silly for the situation he's in. So you know, maybe he does deserve to be in there. Yeah, he's like still moving around, like trying to do he's clown tricks and stuff. He's doing this interpretive kind of like robot <laughs> dance while he yeah. like constantly never like, stops. Dude, yeah, you're not at a kid's birthday party anymore. You're in fucking jail. <laughs> like he does seem like a menace. I mean, there's a problem with that guy. Absolutely twisted. <laughs> That's like the Joker. <laughs> Wow. Uh, okay. All right. So, so oh, we get a nice yeah. close up of two Harry. Also, that's a that's a wonderful close up. Um, let's see. Where is that? Like cutting back to jumping back to like one, uh, one twenty ish. Um, and I'll point out while you're nailing that timestamp down, Ben. The the uh, what they feed these freaks um, is 1960s Department of Civil Defense crackers. Uh, the, 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 if you inspect the those boxes oh closely, you know. And by my calculation, these crackers are 25 years old at the at the time that this was filmed. So they, they feed these 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 hogs some real slop. Oh my God! Wait, where are the crackers? Uh, I'm not quite sure what frame, but you're gonna have to take my word for it. But th- that's what those boxes are, Ben. They're filled oh, to the, the rafters with the slop for the crackers. hogs. Yeah. Oh my god! Of course, only ghosts that's would inspect they pigs. the text yep. on the cardboard boxes. Yeah. Oh my god, they're upside down too. Did yeah. you have to like literally like rotate to read those? The hog slop. Yeah, I literally actually hung from the <laughs> ceiling. That's how I did it. Actually, <laughs> that is the commitment to the craft that we have you here for. Oh, Lord. Um, um, all right. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna push us forward here just because um, after we finish talking about the movie, I want to have like a big picture thematic conversation. Here. Sure, sure. But um, yeah, so so Manzini somehow is in the state home for the ugly. He's hiding behind these boxes filled with crackers. Thank you, Ghost. Yeah. Um, he eludes the security guards, locates the imprisoned children, and. Uh, I mean, it's just awful seeing these kids locked up along with all the other uh, geniuses, including Abraham Lincoln, um, uh, a clown. Uh, it's just, you know, this is this is this is really terrible stuff. Uh, Manzini casts a spell on the security officer um, who who finds him there. Steals his keys and yeah, he makes like a, like a fireball. It's like uh, a parlor trick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'd yeah. call it a spell. <laughs> yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Um, and then and then he karate chops him out cold, which I love. Yes. Uh, the, yes. Uh, the the deadly karate chop. Oh yeah. So we have our um, our our close up of two Harry at one twenty two fifteen. If you guys uh, would uh, care to. Uh, is he a wrestler or a caveman? Yeah, he's wearing he's wearing a definitely like a uh, a collegiate like a, a collegiate wrestling. What's uh, the stamp? What's the timestamp? Uh, one twenty two fifteen. He's wearing some kind of like a like a um, amateur wrestling singlet, um, and then he just has these like l- like leech like patches of hair <laughs> uh, all over his arms and legs. Yeah. Um, that's really? some fantastic cost, uh, makeup makeup Jesus. work there. So we, we wait, guys, pause. Time out. We I know this is in direct uh, contradiction to Chris's uh, admirable attempts to move us forward here. Yeah, sorry, but, Chris. But um, we, I think we missed the part where Manzini was kicked out on his ass from the state home. 
Uh, and what guard number one says is, if I see you around here again, you'll be in your very own cage. So I was curious uh, to you guys, I wanted to pose the question, what would you guys, if you were guard number three and four, what would you label Manzini's cage? Go. Oh, wow. Um... I mean that is a tough one. It's, uh, it's definitely a more of a personality trait than a physical trait. Yeah. Um, it's um, like t- uh, too shady, too worthless, uh, <laughs> too. I got too shady, too shady yeah. on Chris and uh, Ben. You know, go with your gut. You say too worthless, stick by it. That's fine. We're yeah. all kind of in the same wheelhouse here. Too sus, say, too dishonorable, too wishy washy is what comes to mind for me. So yeah, yeah we just too too, too, cow- fishy. too cowardly maybe because yeah. you know he he openly admits that he just hides from the world. Too uh, spineless uh, and all scared. of its challenge and all of its challenges. Yeah, too devious, dishonest, too dubious. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot of boy. There's a lot you could. Uh, We're all talking the same like mul- multiple charges on this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm afraid there's quite a rap sheet for, uh, for this man. <laughs> you sir must be locked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Getting back right, to this, so- this this guard uh, knockout. So yeah, Manzini hits him with a fireball karate chop, and then Phil yep. and Windy come up um, with oh, a, a devastating one too. Phil sets him up with a little left jab, then says "mommy" with his bad breath. Uh, and then Wendy comes in and just drops the hammer. A massive, you know how this is ending. Massive yeah. fart. That's fart number six for Wendy. He pulls ahead of Nat with that one, um, and uh, yeah, just a, 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 a real great moment where the the kids are working together here. So now we have the bikers outside. They have chains uh, leading up here to the windows, right? And, oh yeah. Um, the bikers on on Dodger's queue fire up their bikes and they drive their bikes f- forward away from the building, yanking off the grates from the windows. Suddenly, it's very clear how these kids are getting out. They're going to be hoisted through the window one by one here. And uh, away we go. We are springing the children free. Are the kids just trying to get the keys off this unconscious guard? It looks like they're tearing his pants off. Um, but I guess they're just, yeah, maybe, I don't know if they're, I can't, can't tell if they're shaking him down for money or if they're just trying to get keys Unclear. to the Maybe they're cages. just trying to humiliate him. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Oh, at, um, at 123.27, uh, we see a very clear shot in the too short cage is a little person. Yeah. Um, so that's, uh, man. Yeah, that's another yikes. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, they all kind of have, there's like analogs to everyone. There's too short, too tall, right? No, there's no too tall. There's too skinny and too fat. There's too pale, mm-hmm. too dark, mm-hmm. um, too silly. I guess there's no too somber. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's just a lack of creativity is what this boils down to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Also ironic, um, if it if we haven't noted it already or if our viewers or listeners don't realize, the all the Garbage Pail Kids are played by little people in, you know, in, in costumes and animatronic Yeah, man, I, I, so when I saw this shot of the, the actor playing the character that's labeled too short, I was like, I know that's not Peter Dinklage. But, <laughs> I know it does look um, like Dinklage. It, it looks like, it He's looks like goat. it could, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was like, it looks like it could be Peter Dinklage, you yeah. know, like if this movie, if this was being filmed today, you would think that was Peter Dinklage maybe. 
So I went on IMDb and I was like, is this Peter Dinklage? I doubt it is, but let me see who the actor is. And they, uh, it's not, it's, it's unlisted who, mm. who that actor is. But I realized like, yeah, no, of course, if this movie was, it's ironic that the cast is filled with um, little people, uh, actors, and one of whom I thought was maybe Peter Dinklage and that, that Peter Dinklage would be in this movie and not playing one of the leads is like this like weird irony or something. I I, I don't know exactly what I'm saying, but mm. yeah, it's, it, it's a movie with many little people. Uh, one of whom appears to not be Peter Dinklage, who is an Emmy award winning actor. So very mm-hmm, strange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, guys, uh, I think we see, this is terrible. I think it's just a black guy. Like, there's nothing... He's not, like, some, like, dark, like, cave creature or something. He's, like, a black guy in a suit. If you pause... Where? At... 1-24-35. Who is that? In front of Jeffrey Dahmer, too weird, in back of the collegiate wrestler. Is that our man? Oh, the guy in the, in the jacket and tie? In the suit? Yeah, who the hell is that? You're right. He wasn't in. I mean, there's yes. a couple guys maybe that weren't in that we didn't see earlier. There's like two guys. There's oh there's, yeah, there's like two business. Yeah, there's what like the- there's a couple of businessmen. <laughs> oh, we should also note that as they're um, all leaving the the, the home, um, I think Dodger says, "Captain, what about all the other children?" And Captain, sure enough, he confirms. Quote: Remember the garbage truck? We were too late. Yeah, they're dead. So okay. Just a bunch of yeah, bunch of garbage people kids just die in this movie. Burned. All right, cool, cool. Thank you for confirming that. Um, All right, we'll cut back to Juice now on the payphone. Oh, I says, love this quote, scene. I love this Juice working the phone. As soon as the stuff gets over the border, get it to the warehouse. As soon as the stuff gets over the border, get it to the warehouse. And guys, are we talking? Drugs, clothes. What exactly is the humans? nature of this call? We're Possibly talking. Humans? We're talking 1960s civil defense crackers. <laughs> <laughs> the most precious of of uh, illicit goods. I, yeah, I'm just like at a loss here. I was like, oh this God. guy is a big time mobster. Like, yeah, this is he runs a absolute... wide ranging criminal organization. Yes. Yeah. One thousand percent. Like. Yeah, like this is a criminal mastermind. This is guy. This is a guy that like you know like runs you know the Teamsters. And I love how like, he. I love how he multitasks too. He's doing all these things. At the same, you know, he's juggling all these all these various enterprises all at the same time. You know, he's just uh, hopping on whatever phone he can find while he's at his girlfriend's fashion show. You know, he's he's always working. You know, this guy. I'm telling you, he's just rise and grind. Yeah. And okay, freeze frame here on the telephone for a second. Him on the telephone. Ghost, do you is he wearing eyeliner? I thought so. Yeah, he definitely. Uh, it's that kind of eighties glam yeah. rock vibe. Yeah, it's glam like rock, sunset right? yeah, yeah. strip kind of bullshit. You know, yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. rocking with that. Yeah, for sure. I was like, man, he's got this such guy an awesome is, look. His blazer, yeah, his like shirts, kind of unbuttoned. He's still got the, like, gl- the fingerless bike gloves. 
he's like both a bad boy and also like incredibly like beautiful in sort of like an androgynous kind of like cyborgy way. Yeah, yeah. The 1980s music video way. Yeah, totally. For sure. It works sure. within the context of the video, but you step outside that into like walking down the street, it's just kind of something's off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all right. So, long story short, here, um, the kids crash the fashion show. Uh, I'll talk sort of into here, and then we can um, dive into some specifics, things we love. But the kids crash the fashion show. They begin ripping clothes off models who proceed to run around uh, the fashion show in their underwear, completely terrified, screaming. Yeah. Uh, upon seeing the audience, is it is it is it Ned who squeals, Normies! Nat, yes, Nat, Nat. Nerd, yeah, says, That's Nat. Normies! Uh, Valerie Vomit, of course, um, uh, lets loose on Juice's henchmen. Yeah, that's a big it's moment. Abs- we, should, we should build up to that a little bit, but yeah. It's absolutely disgusting, the slime. Yeah, uh, there's a brawl. I was going to say, uh, like, you know, on, upon first viewing, I was like, it's a little problematic, I would say, that the very first move that Nat and Allie make, um, uh, you know, upon taking the stage is to tear the clothes off of all the uh, the runway models, you know. But then I did remember, you know, these are their clothes. So I think it's it's less a matter of trying to, you know, humiliate and debase these women um Less yeah. that than it is just we want our clothes back. We made these clothes. I had the same experience. We're taking the, the clothes. Same, I had the same thought. I was like, yeah. The first time you watch it, you're like, oh yeah, they're just being like little psycho terrorists. But then you realize, like, oh, they actually want their possessions their back. Yeah, yeah. The stuff that they <laughs> worked very hard to make. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ben, let's talk uh, specifically here about uh, why don't we begin with Valerie Vomit. Um, she lets loose on uh, the henchmen mm-hmm. and just, you know, an absolute slime fest of, of a, well, of a um, hurl. Sorry, Chris. I know you're eager to get to Valerie. But before that, um, at, uh, at 128.38, uh, we have, uh, I, would, I would argue, Winston's finest creation yet. Um, he uh, steps out there. He does like a running start turns around and just blasts the entire crowd at the fashion show um, with a hellacious bomb of a fart. That is fart number seven. Um, it's his biggest one yet. Um, and, uh, yeah, really, really impressive work there by Winston. Um, he does, like, a whole, like, dance, you know, as it as it as as it's coming out. Like, it's a, it's a long enough uh, fart that he's able to, like, kind of milk it and 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 sort of like you know move with it um just absolutely spreading it on this guy is in the zone he's unconscious you know this is this is basically like you know jordan's six three pointers in, in game one of the 1992 finals you know he's just he's he's on a another level on another plane uh than the other kids um and he's just uh he's just basking in it you know he's just reveling in his own greatness at this point <laughs> yeah and that obviously clears the room um, and then we have, yeah, Val, uh, Valerie and Wally are fighting backstage. She says, go ahead, make my day. And then Wally punches her can, right in the stomach. Sorry, Ben. Can, can I actually inter- Can I interrupt you there? Yes, yes, yes. Um, I just want to, I just want to pause on that. I just want to meditate on that. Uh, the, uh, the Winston fart. The Winston fart, you mentioned basking in his own greatness, Jordan. And it really does, uh, let's cue it up. 
the time code is, let's say, 128-41-42. It reminds me so much. I think it was probably Jordan's sixth uh, title where he's clutching the trophy and he's just pumping the fist. And you could see him. You could see Jordan. Uh, the cameras are in tight on him and he's just owning the moment and he knows that like right now there has never been and there never will be anyone quite like me there's yeah. never <laughs> it's the moment that he realized like oh I am the goat like I'm actually like going like no one is ever going to be able right. to do this ever again and furthermore I will never be able to do this again like there like I will never be my, more Michael Jordan than I am right now mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that is really windy right here yeah where he is <laughs> he is sort of letting loose and you see him sort of like clutching like clutching his fists as he's making his music mm. and just sort of like he's like lost he's like lost in his own music and it is kind of like you're right his eyes are closed he's in a reverie he's in a he's in a, a dream world of his own creation yeah it's like watching mozart or like jordan like you know what i mean where he's like he knows in this moment in time there has never been anything quite as perfect as him no one has ever done anything as good as i am doing this and furthermore thing right now no one will ever no one will ever do anything quite like this ever again yeah and and he's just like owning that whole experience you Mm. know so it's almost sort of like automatic he's just like you know like tiger you know he's just like in the zone yeah on the putting green it is he's just like it, it is just like all motion like there is no effortless it's 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 you you divorce yourself from your mind exactly you let the talent the gift just takes over and you are but a vessel uh for this this otherworldly gift that is just flowing through you couldn't have said it any better yeah. myself <laughs> but one last thing the way the way he sort of like bodily like undulates uh-huh as he's like finishing with like uh, that reverie is uh, it's just yeah it's it, it's truly remarkable um yeah and when he's done what does he do he just walks away he just struts that like my work is done nothing more to say mic drop yeah. and i'm gone exit stage yeah yeah and then yeah it's perfect yeah he it's just, just walks through perfect. that like tinsel curtain yeah um <laughs> So yeah, uh, let's let's talk now a bit about Valerie. Yeah, um, and her vomit here. Mm-hmm. Ghost, mm-hmm. Uh, talk us through this here. You, you know, again, you work in a visual medium. Um, how would you describe this slime that um, emits or is projected from uh, Valerie here in this, uh, you know, final? This, this her final like act. <laughs> final of, uh, act of. Uh, glory or gory uh this is a great question chris because it's kind of ahead of its time but it's a little bit too ahead of its time in other words it was uh it's cgi vomit so it's right. some of it really is yeah weirdly it's almost like it was captured in some other uh setting and then just superimposed and you see it just kind of emitting from a fuzzy black origin point somewhere within her mouth which is just kind of black like artificially blacked out so kind yeah, of kind of like, the moment it looks I, like one of those things where you have like um i don't know like they've done on like old tv shows and stuff where you have like a human face with the lips cut out and then you have like 
um, other lips like yeah. behind like the the mat um, you know image yep. um, like talking um, just a so fuzzy it does, like, transition very fuzzy yeah. and uh, I almost wish they had gone with the practical effect here because uh, it's a it's a little bit too CGI for my taste. Yeah, it's sort of silly, but I do appreciate like '80s CGI where it's so bad, it's like kind of art in its own way. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's its own level of interesting. Yeah. And to be clear, they do use a real practical substance um, in the cutaway shot of the right. stuff falling on yeah. the victims uh, of the vomit, which who are uh, Blythe and Wally, who are lying on the ground together, sort of prone, uh, vulnerable to uh, to Valerie's uh, powers. Um, and um, yeah, despite the the clunky CGI, I would say the the substance that is that is led that that actually you know covers Blythe and Wally is really really fantastic. Pretty um, horrific, yeah. Yeah, it's this like it's almost like foamy, like translucent, like very pea soupy, um, but very, uh, very chunky. Like there are large chunks of what look like possibly vegetables it, or garbage. It's also kind of grainy. Yeah. yeah, it is grainy. As the TV Guide editor in 1987 might have called it, green mud. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they right. like you know after the buildup, after all that that waiting, I feel like this moment is pay, it paid off for me anyway. I was satisfied, you know. I want to talk about the brawl here. Um, so mm. Dodger, uh, you know, runs at at Juice, and um, you know he tackles him like a full on football player, and it it's very violent. It goes both ways. This fight between Dodger and Juice is. It's interesting because it, it, it it's not like one sided. It is it's 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 like a straight up fantasy, almost like action porn, something pulled from like a Steven Seagal movie. Mm. Um, and Manzini eventually pulls Dodger off Juice uh, as he's completely losing it. He's a mess. Yeah, Dodger's um, like we should talk about this. He he snaps. He has like a mental break yes. here um, and yes. kind of becomes like something else. So then, yeah, let's let's talk let's talk about the fight and then kind of what the fight does to Dodger. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it's 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 really violent. It's uh these guys are flinging each other around. Yeah. What's interesting is um, you know, I described it as sort of a fantasy because it, there is this little boy who's beating up this like adult. <laughs> yep. Um and they're both taking punches. Um and eventually, uh, they're rolling around on the ground, and Dodger eventually gets Juice on the ground. He's lying on top of him. And yeah, it's well, he gains he gains the uh, the upper hand by uh, using Winston as like a catapult. Um, That's right. Well, first, uh, Phil and a- and Allie do the old um, I'll crouch behind uh, the bad yeah. guy, and you push him um, so that uh, Juice you know trips backward over Phil onto the ground, and then. Uh, Windy gives a boost so the Dodger kind of is able to jump up off his hand and vault over him and somehow the physics of this are a little fuzzy to me but he uh, he jumps um, uh, off of uh, Windy's hand over Windy's head and then does a front flip um, through the air uh, yep. landing right on top of Juice's shoulders as they uh, crumple to the ground um, and, and then you know Manzini is watching this whole thing so so Dodger lands on top of Juice, 
and he starts he starts going to work just punching him yeah fist after fist to the face and manzini lets him get a good few cracks in manzini yeah. knows he needs to like get something out of the system yeah i mean you could over. say that i would i would argue that uh you know if, if manzini were a, a boxing referee uh you know he should have stepped in way 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 earlier yes. to prevent oh, some kind of you know cte Damage. situation <laughs> um i mean at this you know once once uh dodgers on top of juice on the ground he he just like gets a lot like he loses himself to the rage and yes. just becomes this like killing machine he's just punching juice over and over and yes. over i mean you, you know you imagine like if it had gone on longer juice's head just would have been like an unrecognizable like pile of like bloody mush and and Correct. i don't think that Dodger would have stopped punching. I think he would have just kept Correct. punching and punching through the mush into the floor um, if someone hadn't, you know, stepped in at that moment. Well, so this moment, you know, he, Dodger is—it's uh, the manifestation of all of the abuse and the exploitation and yeah. the frustration, right? Yeah. It's all is sort of manifesting in, in this moment. Yeah, and goes the toll of the violence. And the exploit and the exploitation is finally weighing yeah, the on Dodger, and he is reduced to tears. Yeah, I mean to yeah. a blubbering mess. Yeah. He's a child. Manzini, Let's remember, he's a baby. Manzini has to drag him away, and that's right, Ben. He's a child, and I think what we're seeing here is a child who is begging, pleading, and basically saying. I am not ready to grow up. I am. This is too much too soon. Yeah. What and, we've witnessed really is just a release of the emotional dam in this young man's uh, psyche. And whether it manifested itself in pure rage or pure just sadness and overwhelm, really, um, it's it's all coming out. It was going to come out one way or another, but you can't load up the truck with that much baggage and weight. <laughs> Uh, dynamite <laughs> dynamite yeah. really yeah. the fuse was lit and it just yep. blew at this point yeah welcome mm-hmm. welcome to adulthood young man yep. yeah um, he's, a, he's a man now and we're about to see it in the way he uh no longer a simp let's put mm-hmm. it that way yeah so tangerine uh after all this is over tangerine you know everyone goes their separate ways everyone goes home tangerine can, can we quickly note the uh if you skip to 130 35 the tangent they have this quick little cutaway to a, a reaction shot as um mm-hmm. you know following this uh near murder um and <laughs> you know after manzini steps in and and he and dodger are embracing as they they walk out you know dodger in tears and they cut to the shot of, of Tangerine after witnessing all this. And it, yeah. to me, it was clearly a, a, a mix, an undeniable mix of horror, but also eroticism. Attraction. She is yeah. for <laughs> sure turned on by this yeah. spectacle. Um, yeah. And it reminded me of Blythe's line earlier yeah. in the film. Those are my kind of guys. Real psychos. Real psychos. It seems we know to me what like, girls like Tangerine yeah. has has actually realized. Yeah, she's got a type. Oh, I've, got I've got my got new type. psycho. It turns out that, <laughs> that there's a psycho, uh, even even more psychotic than than Juice. Yeah, and his name is Dodger, and she is. His uh, name is Dodger, and he would exploit uh, a group of children to manufacture clothes for me, um, and that's. That's hot. Yeah. So, yeah, back uh, at the shop, Dodger, you know, is taking a stroll through the streetlights. He goes back to the shop, and uh, who tracks him down but Tangerine? 
Mm-hmm. After all this I'm sorry. mess. Me too. And it's now time for a little heart-to-heart. Look, the fashion show's a big success. I mean, you're a hit. And these clothes, they're not mine. They are now. Look, maybe we can just be friends. Maybe we can just do fun things together. No thanks. I don't think you're pretty anymore. I don't think you're pretty anymore. And that is a hard, cruel lesson, folks. But um, it's the one that we're learning today through this film. And, uh, yeah, give me give me a thought here, Ghost. Uh, what, what were you thinking when uh, this moment well, unfolded here? Well, all I was thinking is Dodgers become a man, and I would have loved to see in the uh, director's cut of this movie where uh, guard number one comes in, gets that big net out of his back pocket, <laughs> and goes and throws her in the slammer under a big sign that says, too sociopathic. <laughs> oh, my God. Not mad at that, Ghost. No. Not mad at that at all. Yeah. Um, inside the shop, Manzini uh, says, "I know you hate the thought of going back into the me- into the pale, but believe me, it's for your own good." Manzini mm. says to the children. Uh, Manzini tells them to shut your eyes. He's playing the piano. He's been working on, of course, his new spell. He's going to get these Dude. kids to to shrink in size and go back into the garbage pail. He's going to fix everything. And Manzini starts playing the piano, and he's lost in his own music, not unlike Wendy that way. And he's closed his eyes, and he's just playing his music. And lo and behold, who sneaks out of the shop but our Garbage Pail Kids. They sneak away. Yeah, they just walk right out. They don't sneak. Manzini, such a fucking idiot. Um, Obviously, uh, you know, just... Well, I'll just close my eyes as I do my spell. And they're just like, uh, okay, we're going to leave, dude? Like, yeah. uh, oh, it, it worked. Uh, yeah, good spell. Like, we're he all really back in the pale. living in another world <laughs> of memories. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, um, children get away. Uh, Dodger says to the captain, remember, losing is relative. What's important is conceding with grace. Mm-hmm. The children back drive off. Line. The, the um, children drive off on ATVs into the night. Well, hang on, r- real quick. When after the children sure. leave the shop, um, somehow like uh, somehow like Manzini like stands up and like stumbles into the garbage pail himself. <laughs> he gets um, pulled in by his own reverse gets, spell. Yeah, he gets pulled oh, magnetically right. pulled in by his own spell. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then what does he say, ben? and then as Dodger comes over to help him out, he says. Don't worry, Dodger. I've been stuck in tighter places than this. <laughs> I don't want to know, Captain. Okay. Um, I don't need to know, Captain. Yeah, we'll just leave that there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's the end of the film, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The children are, uh, they're free. Yeah. They're, uh, they're out. They're out on their ATVs. They're ready to paint the town red and celebrate their, uh, you know, final uh, sort of, um, you know, uh, uh, emancipation and, and freedom. Um, and uh, Manzini drops the, the final line of the film, quote, well, perhaps it would have been safer to lock them away from the world, but as you've taught me, Dodger, you can't change the world by locking yourself away from it. 
which is honestly kind of profound, you know. Um, I mean, it, it all ties in with, um, with with Manzini's sort of theme throughout the movie of, of you know, either uh, embracing or, or engaging with the world or hiding from it, um, cowering from it, uh, locking yourself away. So, you know, I think that, uh, that Manzini does, does learn a lesson there. Um, but, uh, yeah, probably could have been done a lot easier. Let's talk big picture here, guys. Um, what did we learn? This is always what we do at the end of the rewatchables. What did we learn? What are some of the themes? We'll talk a little bit about the, uh, the, the film's reception, and then uh, we'll wrap it up. But, um, yeah, quickly, um, thematically, some of the things that stood out to you. Um, themes. I mean, for me, it seems like an obvious one. is just basically greed, sort mm-hmm. of... Uh, me first, decision making, getting famous, exploiting others at all costs. Yeah, the uh, the the animals uh, that this grinding machine of capitalism uh, makes of all of us. Uh, you know, the, this is this is uh, what what human beings uh, turn into oftentimes, just as a matter of survival. You know, I think of this film kind of as like a piece of uh, modern art. Really, it's like. It's so haphazard. It really is one of those things where the viewer can almost imbue their own meaning on it because uh, the directors didn't really seem to have a clear vision. So if there is a lesson or an allegory, uh, I don't know that there is, but you could interpret it that the, the, the children are kind of the bad or the darker characteristics of human nature, and we must, we must not be like Manzini and keep them repressed in the can, but... Rather, we must be like uh, Guard 1 and 2 and the Good Doctors and uh, crush them. <laughs> wow. I really didn't, didn't, uh, didn't think you were going in that direction. But uh, yeah, I mean, hey, listen, as we've said, this is a film open to many interpretations and none of them of are, are invalid uh, in my mind. Yeah. What about just the superficiality of it all, right? Chasing fame. Sure. Shame, shaming anyone and anything that's a little offbeat, off-center. Yeah, I mean, the the, the, con- the sort of, you know, eternal conflict between outsiders and normies and, yep. you know, sort of how they can coexist. The you know, obsession do they... with, with looks and vanity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's a film about... I mean, the, the biggest theme, honestly, to me is that question of whether you grapple with the world and engage with it and, and struggle um, and suffer, because ultimately, if you are going to engage with the world, you are going to suffer. There's no two ways about it. Um, or do you retreat? Or, or the alternative is to forego that suffering and say, I'm going to hide in an antique shop or I'm going <laughs> to, you know, uh, retreat into all the various uh, weird little um you know, subcultures and, and, and hobbies uh, and, and things that, that we all engage in to while away our, our days and our time here on this planet. Um, and it's finding that balance between engagement and, um, and uh, entertainment and, and um, uh, you know, uh, diversion. Um, finding that balance is, is challenging, honestly. It's something I grapple with all the time um, in I my agree, life. I um, And... Uh, I mean, another another big theme for me is parenthood. Actually, <laughs> I don't know if uh, 
yeah. you know, as, as the only parent in, on the on the podcast, day, I don't I don't want to you know speak with too much authority, but I I do feel like um, you know the question of you know how to protect your your children. I mean, it, it kind of ties in with with your own personal struggle of like, how much do I protect myself uh, from the world? And also then how much do I protect my child? You know, how much do I uh, want him or her to understand and actually, um, you know, engage with the world? And how much do I just want him to be happy and and uh, safe and innocent? Um, and those are, uh, you know, really challenging questions and uh, they're ongoing. There's, there's really no... You know, no, no easy solution or answer. Uh, it's just uh, something you you do every day. You know, absolutely, Ben. And I really, um, the your notion of isolation versus engagement. I mean, I of course was joking. I don't think Guard One and Two um, <laughs> are really the heroes of this tale. But really, thank you for for that reassurance. I Ghost. just thank you. Ghost. <laughs> needed to clarify that isolation versus engagement. I mean, that that's actually like if there is some little glimmering uh gem to be picked out of this pile of slop it would be that in my opinion um the worthiness of engagement as tough as it may be as alluring as isolation into uh the myriad diversions that we can you know divert ourselves into and pretend like uh, we're inventing our own little uh world our own little metaverse um that's (laughs) fine and dandy but engagement is where it's at and where it will always be at, and you are better off and others are better off for you at least trying to get out there and make a difference. Yeah, it's not easy, folks. Yeah, I think we are good to sort of wrap up here. Um, I will quickly put a bow on it. Um, you know, the the production of the film sort of has made it, I think, both... Uh, a critical, uh, what's considered a critical, critical and commercial flop. Um, Although it didn't lose it, money, it made its money back. That's right. Uh, it had a budget of a million dollars, and it grossed, I guess, like one point five million. So it did make its money back. Sounds like a success it to holds me. A zero percent critical rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's very exciting. Um, uh, Wikipedia notes this is considered to be one of the worst films ever made. That's very exciting. Um, so, uh, so there we go. Do we want to talk real quick about? Well, I don't know if we need to talk much, but I at least wanted to note for the record for anyone that, that is not aware. I don't know if we ever uh, mentioned this in our uh, sort of uh, introductory discussion of the of the um, source material, the, the cards that they were created by Art Spiegelman. The uh, the artist and, and writer who created Mouse uh, and like a Pulitzer Prize winning, uh, you know, artist. Um, and literally he was making Garbage Pail Kids at the same time as Mouse, but he had to do it completely, um, you know, sort of covertly without, you know, having his name out there as a Garbage Pail Kids creator because they were worried that it would, you know, completely uh, invalidate any like credibility or legitimacy he might have as he was crafting this like you know incredible fucking masterpiece of a graphic novel in mouse (laughs) yeah yeah pretty wild stuff there's just so much insane stuff about this movie everyone i've talked to about this movie is just like very excited about it um i so something that i actually haven't even told you guys yet is uh 
one of the reasons for the gap in time between all the episodes. We've all been very busy. I, I was actually shooting a TV show here in New York this past week for CBS. Mm. And um, so my character gets roughed up pretty good on the show. <laughs> oh my God, and really? So, yeah, so I actually, I wear, I every day I had to go to makeup and get like a lot of... Um, uh, special effects makeup. Oh, wow. Yeah, I had to get a lot of special effects makeup because I get beat up pretty bad. Oh, my God. And um, so I became really friendly with the makeup artist, um, Justin, and we were talking on Monday. He was like, oh, you know, how was your weekend? I was like, good, yeah, you know, I was just editing this uh, thing. He's like, oh, what were you editing? I said, oh, I'm actually doing like a deep dive on this movie, the Garbage Pail Kids movie. And he's like, it's one of my favorite movies, obviously. Oh. He's a special effect makeup guy. Oh, I said, yeah, obviously, it's like one of my favorite movies. Um, you know, like could literally talk like uh, on end about it. And uh, he was telling on. me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he was telling me um, he knows and, and uh, worked with one of the makeup people on the film, the special effects wow. people on the film, who said that, like, infamously, one of the um, biggest complicating factors of the of, of production was that the paint that they used on the Garbage Pail Kids was like the wrong it was basically like the wrong type of paint and it was like leaking it was like spreading everywhere oh no so like on on set every time one of the garbage pail kids would touch something oh, they would no. be like smearing like oh, their costumes oh, and like the set with like the paint <laughs> oh it's such a nightmare so, oh yeah my God. so it sounded like a fucking shit show of a project to be on yeah so you know really fun and it's like got this like i mean i've heard that lore. the or i read you know read i forget where i found the research but uh the um you know the actors playing the garbage pill kids had to you know basically perform in these like very very short spurts of filming because the costumes were suffocating i mean they had to wear these massive animatronic you know prosthetic heads that they could barely breathe inside imagine. of um, that were heavy and hot. Um, yeah. And again, these are not, you know, average sized human beings that had to carry all that weight. Um, so yeah, sounded like an absolute fucking nightmare. <laughs> and the, but uh, the, the guys joy. that were designing these costumes were designing it under the initial, um, you know, dictate that this was going to be a horror movie. So that mm. actually tells you a lot. Yep. Yeah. What a, what a joy. A masterpiece, uh, frankly. I think it's... Yeah. yeah. Guys, I'm very glad that we did this. Um, this is always the best. Oh, man. Talking with you guys, chopping it up, talking about movies. So I can't wait for the next one. Ghost, I know you got some stuff to plug and promote, starting with, uh, well, everything, all your merch and everything that you work on is available to purchase at trashbagghost.com. You're also working on a new project uh, with the eight pins. Tell us about that real quick. Thanks. Where can we find out more about it. Chris. Yeah. It's well, it was great talking about this giant pile of slop of a movie. Um, <laughs> but I am, I just launched eight pins.com, which is a service by which if you are a holder of a member of the board, API club, you can take that NFT 
and uh, send me a little bit of Ethereum, and I'm going to send you a small mountain of lapel pins based on uh, your ape. And so it's very fun, actually. We've run through uh, about 10, uh, 10 out of the uh, factory so far, and they're beautiful. So um, apepins.com. Check it out. All right. All right. Thank you, as always, for uh, listening to Swish FM. Ben, uh, pleasure as always. We will talk to you on the next episode. Till then. What a joy. Always fun to do the pod. And, uh, yeah, I mean that very seriously. Right. This was uh, an absolute treat, boys. All right. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Later. Later. You've been listening to Swish FM. Swish FM. Woo.